Welcome to the Influential Nonprofit, the show for nonprofit leaders to grow their influence so they can grow their income and impact. Now here's your host, Marianne Dersh. All right, welcome to another episode of the Influential Nonprofit. And today I'm with first name only, Ilya, but tell everyone your first and last name, please. Absolutely. Hello, everyone. My name is Ilya Hirudinov. I work at Connect That as the business development manager. Okay, I'm, I was going to try to say it and then I got like self-conscious. So you're with Connect no, no, We're good. <laughs> you're with Connect Dad, and you're here today to talk about navigating the digital landscape. You've helped 400 nonprofits navigate the digital landscape, ranging from Google ad grants, to SEO and to email marketing. And so we're going to talk about digital marketing and, you know, how do we get those Google ad grants and all of that. So I want to start with, I always start with the first same question, which is tell me something that you're proud of that you don't get to brag about that often. Tell me something that I'm proud of that I don't get to brag about very often. Hmm. Is this a professional question or is this a personal question? It's whatever you want it to be because it's all... (laughs) It's all the same to me. Like there is no, there is no, how we show up one place is how we show up. Sure. So there's really no difference. You know, one thing that I don't get to brag about, at least in my personal life that much is just about, you know, the types of different cool nonprofits that we work with. Before I started this job, I just like didn't even realize how many nonprofits do like amazing grassroots work. I mean, you know, bragging about like small, you know, very regional on the ground organizations. Being able to help them with digital marketing, you know, it sounds sounds like a little bit up in the air, but it makes such a huge difference in terms of their presence and the way that they're viewed by their community and the type of outreach that they can do. I just I love bragging about like super small organizations, grassroots one, local community centers, things like that. You know, obviously there's big international nonprofits, but the small local ones is what really gets me. And and that's probably my favorite part as a business development manager at Connect that is connecting with these organizations, seeing the amazing work that they do. I just don't have many people in my life that just want to hear about nonprofit work all the time. <laughs> I so do. I don't really get to brag about it. 100%. You know? <laughs> Yay. So uh, yes, I love it. Okay. So let's talk about, you know, the digital marketing in the nonprofit. I want to start strong. What, what are they doing right? What do you see going well? You know, I'm seeing a market shift, even in, you know, the two-ish years that I've been working in this is people are understanding that like digital is a thing. It's not going anywhere, right? It's always been a thing. But even then, you can imagine, and I'm sure that every nonprofit has seen this, how much money you spend on traditional marketing, whether it's leaflets, pamphlets, direct-to-consumer mail, whatever it may be, you are spending money on marketing one way or another, whether it's someone's salary or whether it's like the actual materials. What I'm seeing is the market as a whole, from tiny nonprofits to like huge international ones, kind of smarten up and start taking digital as an incredibly serious factor whether it comes to awareness or fundraising, donations, purchases, they're taking it seriously. And the ones that took it seriously a year ago are in a much better place than the ones that are taking it seriously now. So I guess as a market, that's what I'm seeing happening really, really effectively. So give me, I would love to hear an example of like one of the small organizations that you talk about in your brag, like just, I will like hear a story of like how digital marketing really helped them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, there's an organization that we recently started working with called Toastan International. They're an organization that works in terms of community empowerment education in West Africa. And, you know, a lot of their message was, you know, not being put out there, right? Through the Google Ad Grant, and we could talk about this a little bit more, right? You get $10,000 a month in advertising, something that they were not utilizing. 
right? And $10,000 a month sounds a lot, but the way I like to think about it is, you know, half a million dollars over five years. Really got to think about it long-term in terms of free marketing. Yeah, we'll talk more about that in a minute. Yeah, For sure. But, you know, getting their message out to not only the people that are going to be directly impacted, but also being able to advertise halfway across the world in the United States and Canada about, hey, look at this great mission that we're doing. Follow our story. See what we do. Support us if you can. If not, you know, be brand ambassadors. Help people bring awareness to our cause. And that's digital. You can't ever possibly get that with direct mail to consumers. Gotcha. Right. They're just, it wouldn't be like, logical, logistical, anything. Exactly. And so like what I'm hearing is that these small organizations can like play pretty big, like much bigger than they would in a, in a traditional way. Because a lot of times it was like, oh, we're small, like, oh, well, you're like, we're, we're so busy. Like I, <laughs> I run my own stuff too. And yeah. so like, there's ways to do it when are really smart. So, I mean, now you threw out the $10,000 a month, which I'm sure everyone just pulled over like, who was listening like, to this in the car and going, wait, we, so how do you get this money? Yeah. So, you know what? If you're in the United States, and I don't know where the majority of your listeners are, but I would assume it's in the United States. Yes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it real simple for you because it is really simple. To apply for the Google Ad Grant, you need something called Google for Nonprofits. Pretty much that gives you access to a Gmail, Google Drive, Google Meet, all that fun stuff, right? And when you hear the word grant, you're like, oh, no, like application essay, like personal interviews, like all this stuff. None of that exists for the Google Ad Grant. There's no limit to it. There is no timeline to apply. All you need, okay, three things, okay, Our listeners, I hope you're listening. Three things. One, your EIN registration number, okay? Easy. Very simple. All yep. of you know this, right? If yep. you're a nonprofit, right, you have to be a 501c3 in the United States, which is what most nonprofits are registered as. In right. America. Two, you need your physical address. Where do you get your mail, right? Quite a simple one as well. Three, you need your digital address. Where can someone find you online? That's it. Three That's things. it. Three things. Go to google.com slash nonprofits. Go in the top right-hand corner where it says get started and input those three things, okay? That'll automatically register you for an organization called TechSoup that provides discounts and such for nonprofits. It's a phenomenal organization. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And it will give you Google for nonprofit. From that point on, you are two days away after you get Google for nonprofits, two days away from getting the Google ad grant. Right. Managing it and doing that is a completely different story. But to secure this money, you need to go through these very, very, very simple steps. Why isn't everybody doing this? Oh, it's, it's mind boggling. When I first started, you know, my work here at Connect Ad, that was my mission. It's like every nonprofit needs to be aware of this. <laughs> yes. Whether you're whether you're working with us as an agency, whether you're doing it internally, freelancer, volunteer, I do not care. You need to be utilizing this money. You are literally leaving money on the table, which is why I do things like this. I'm always, you know, doing webinars, always putting out think pieces because every nonprofit needs to at least be aware of this so right. that they could utilize it. There's right. so many times that you know, I've had nonprofits, but how come we didn't do this before? Like, how do we miss out? Every year you're delaying it, you're losing up to $120,000 of ad money. Of like, ad money. All right. Do so, it today. Yeah, let's all do it. Everybody right now, <laughs> I'm going to pause and give everybody a chance <laughs> to go do this. And then you fill it out and then you come back here. So now that you have it, what do you do? Like, how do you use, what's the best way? Because getting it and then taking advantage of it in the best mm. way possible Probably two very different things. So what do we do? Yeah. So, you know, that starts with an internal look at your organization, being smart about the resources you have, right? A lot of times people, 
purely, oh, this costs too much, but it could cost you your time, right? You got to remember there's a dollar value to your time. And nonprofits, we know that everyone wears a million different hats at the same time. And I want to pause right there because that is a big thing. And I talk about this in my book, Courageous Communication. I talk about this in my book that nonprofits don't, they value money and not time. Mm. So, you know, like they'll say, okay, you know, I, we watch every dollar, but then we'll spend in, we'll, you know, we'll spend five hours to save, you know, $50. You know what I'm saying? Like, and one time I was explaining how instead of transcribing a video, you upload it to a service and they were like, why, well, you know, would we like, let's say it's 20 bucks a month for this transcription service, which you probably get it for free now. But anyway, like, oh, they're thinking, oh, I guess I, I probably could just type that up myself. Okay, let's think about the value of your time and your zone of genius, like where your energy should be going. And so I do think that's a big thing that I just want to emphasize is, you know, money and time, they are both resources and they're equally important. And I just, and I see just people spending, a lot of time to not spend money when really those are things that they, that are taking them out of their wheelhouse, right? Mm -hmm. Taking them away from the things that would really move their organization forward. So, you know, spending money to do this is, that's a, that's not a bad thing. That's all I'm saying. Oh, keep keep going. Keep going. (laughs) No, no. And I, I ranched over. (laughs) (laughs) Even if you spend that time, just like what you said, is perfect. It's out of your wheelhouse. It's not what you do. Right. Do what you're good at. You know right. what I mean? So, you know, it's a different situation with like large international organizations that have like 50 person marketing departments. Yeah, they're probably managing it internally, right? But, you know, when we're talking about like small regional nonprofits, even statewide ones, right? You don't have that many people on your team. Right. And really, you know, looking internally is step one, right? Once you figure out, you know, do I have the capacity to do it internally? Yes. Awesome. You go into this path, you spend some time learning about it, right? Google Academy is great. They'll teach you the fundamentals and the basics. You know, pretty much you can find whatever you need online. My recommendation always when I talk to nonprofits that are considering, I'm like, you know what? Try it. Do your absolute best. Put your full effort. Try. I hope it works out for you. Right. And sometimes it does. Awesome. Like, you know what? I'm happy. I work in this space because I love nonprofits and I want you to succeed. If it works out for you, I'm more than more than happy for you, right? Then the next question comes, okay, let's say I don't have right the time for this. Let's look at an external vendor, right? Whether it's a freelancer, whether it's a volunteer, whether it's an agency like ourselves, right? Then you're going to have to go kind of into this comparison to see. what One thing that I would highly recommend is not purely doing like a race to the bottom, right? You could go on like Fiverr or Upwork or whatever and hire somebody to do it for like 20 bucks. But what that shows is that you're not being serious about it, right? You really got to take this as a serious opportunity to grow your organization, not just from an awareness standpoint, but from a sales and fundraising, attraction, volunteerism, what like brand supporters, right? You got to understand this whole thing. And if you're going to take it seriously, like treat it seriously. Don't treat right. it as like a kind of a side of the desk. Oh, every so often I'll pay someone 20 bucks on Upwork to do this. No, you're not going to be effective when you do it. Go to trusted professionals shop around. I always recommend people to shop around. If you're going to get a service, shop around. If you come talk to me, I'll prove to you why I'm the best. But I do recommend that you you shop around and you look at what's available for you, right? Sometimes organizations hire locally because that's one of their mandates. Awesome. I'm more than happy for you, right? But again, go with a professional. There's a certain way that you know and connect that knows of how 
to set these up so that they work best. Right. And so what I'm hearing is, you know, there's easy access to this money, to these ads, and there's going to be some investment. I mean, if you really want them to work, there's going to be some investment and some commitment from your organization to really take advantage of this for sure. you know, to make it really work for you. Yeah, absolutely. And how long does, does this last? Like, how long do you get this for the $10,000 a month? That's the best part. It's indefinite. You don't need to reapply or anything. <laughs> Are you like that. kidding me? Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous that more nonprofits don't know about this. Like, even large established nonprofits we've run into that don't have this, like ones that have been in operation for like a hundred years. The Gulag grant's been out since 2010. I'll tell you a story. 2010, you know, we signed one of our first clients. That's when we started as a company. So since then, they have benefited from well over a million and a half dollars of advertising. They don't need to reapply every year. They don't need to do any of these like crazy hoops that you have to jump through for grants generally, right? Right. Stay within compliance. You get the money. Like it's, it's mind boggling. I know I'm making it sound like so simple and straightforward, but it really is. Managing it is hard. Don't get me wrong, but everyone should have this. Right. Well, I want to say managing is hard. Maybe there's a better story we could tell. Managing, like, I don't want to say hard, but like maybe it takes intention. It takes commitment, yeah, you know, for sure. And, and I think it's just incredible that you can just renew it forever and ever. Forever. So like, if I was, like, what is the value of like, it would cost me $10,000 to get this. I mean, if I'm not a nonprofit, if I'm a for-profit. So yeah, I, exactly. Right? It's you compete on the same plane as people who are paying for things. It's crazy, right? Of course, there's like certain rules and restrictions and such as you can imagine, right? Yeah. Who was giving away $10,000 a month in free ad credits, right? There are certain restrictions, obviously, but you are playing in the same, in the same field as anybody who would pay literally $10,000 to Google to advertise for it. Right. So from the end user experience, like not from the nonprofit, from a user experience, like where do I see these ads? How do I see them? How do I interact with them? If I'm somebody who's like on Google, like how does that work? Yeah. That, the, and this is kind of my favorite part about, you know, the Google ad grant is that it's search advertising. So search advertising is super intent driven. The example I always give, right, is I'm looking to start playing basketball. I'll search you know, online, you know, buy basketball online or something, right? And, you know, the first things that are going to come up are ads. The very, very first thing that comes up, the first things that you see with your eyeballs are the ads, right? And these ads could be Amazon. Amazon probably sells basketballs, right? Could be Walmart, right? Walmart sells basketball. Could be Bass Pro Shop. I don't know. Bass Pro Shop probably sells basketballs too, right? But the key thing here is that the advertisement is based directly off what you searched, Right. If I search for basketballs and I got an ad for snow pants, it wouldn't make any sense whatsoever. Right. That, right? Yeah, uh-huh. that, wouldn't, that wouldn't make any sense. You know, sometimes you'll see ads and they're like, this is so irrelevant. This is why people, <laughs> this is why people like, you know, look down on ads sometimes because it's irrelevant. If you got ads for things you actually needed and wanted, you'd be like, thank you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, like, like sometimes on my Facebook feed, I'm like, you think I'm what? How old or what? <laughs> yeah. Like, like it's yeah. so out of like, what is this happening here? <laughs> and you're like, it's an intrusion. But if it's something that you want or you like, you're like, oh, look at this. This is awesome. Exactly. And, and you know, search ads, because when you search for something, right, unlike, let's say, a Facebook ad that targets you based on like audiences, things you've liked, kind of pages you visited. Search ads is purely based on the words you search. If I'm searching, buy a basketball buy a basketball online, I'm probably quite likely to want to purchase a basketball online, right? right? 
So you could derive intent from people's searches, right? Things like donate to top charity, charity in this area, right? In this region, in this state, whatever it may be, like, you know, whatever your nonprofit is, you want to get in front of people who are already looking for what you provide. That's the best part. You're not like pushing your ads on anybody that like doesn't want to see them. You're putting them in front of people, people who are who, actually looking for your for right. Your they things. said, this is what I'm interested in, which is all about like well, the work we do, which is like building a brand of attraction, right? I don't have to convince people to care. I'm not in front of people like I'm actually present. Oh, when I'm looking for something like this and it shows up for me, mm-hmm. it's not going to show up if I'm not because it's you said I'm like intent driven, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, exactly. So again, I would love to hear like a, a story or an example of an organization that like how they use an ad or like, I just want to kind of get a like specific sure. so people can really feel how this works. Yeah. So, you know, I'll give you an example. So we work with an organization called the Redwood, right? They're for conservation of the Redwoods in the United States. They run a bunch of petitions. They're like, you know, help save the Redwoods, right? And one thing the Google Ad Grant is really great for is targeting people who are looking to do things like that. Support, right? Support can mean many, many different things. Donations, volunteerism, brand ambassador, giving you their email, right? For this specific case, right? You can use the Google Ad Grant for virtually anything, but this specific case was looking to attract people into signing a petition that would then get sent off to government officials and other people that you know work in terms of redwoods and forests and such, right? Using the Google Ad Grant, you target people that are looking to help. Right. These people then see your ad, they click on the ad and they come to a page on your website. It's like, hey, this is what's happening to the Redwoods. These are the problems. This is what you can do to help help by signing a petition. Right. And using the Google Ad Grant strategy, they're getting multiple hundreds per month for free. Again, remember, these are free ad credits, multiple hundred email subscriptions to their petition signings per month. This is on an ongoing basis. Right. Using those emails is great. You already have the petition signatures. You're getting a broader awareness. Then you can also use those emails to ask for donations, volunteers, right. come to this event, whatever it may be, right? Acquiring email is probably the strongest way that I've seen the Google Ad Grant used in terms of being extremely successful for fundraising. Right. And that's my big thing. Well, I'm actually having my friend Leanne Webster on this podcast to talk about email marketing. So this is a great lead into that because I love email marketing. Me too. And I feel like it's really underused and misunderstood by what I see in the nonprofit world. They're not sending frequently enough. They're putting too much content in each one. They're trying to make it a print newsletter. And and also what I see is like, this is just what I see, like an overemphasis on social media like trying to go for new people instead of really taking care and nurturing the people you have. Like, so if you're emailing monthly, right. And then I would say release some of, I would say, this is just me, but this is what I know. Release some of that, like maybe like pull back on your social a little bit and use that time and energy to start mailing more frequently you know, and really keeping that the people who've already indicated that they want to love and support you warm and engaged, right? right? Because I feel like they kind of like, oh yeah, we have this email list. Blah, 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 blah. We don't really know what to do with it. But, but what I'm hearing yeah. though, no. And I, that's why I'm having Leanna. When I did my forum last month, she was on it. And that's why I'm having her on again, because so many people had questions because it's mm-hmm. not about money. This is not about like a big dollar thing. Mm-hmm. It's about using this a little, a little, like a little, um, with a little more intention and purpose mm-hmm. to get the outcomes that you want. So let me go back to what I'm hearing though, is like, 
okay, you have the ad and then you have maybe some kind of landing page that uh, people go from the ad to the landing page. So in this of so the Redwoods, there was a petition, but it could be like a cap. Uh, and I love, cause you're using this for advocacy because I think this is a great way to use this, like, you know, for a petition or something, or you could use it for like a campaign to support or, you know, some kind of an awareness building thing. And then they're yep. going to land on this kind of page. Then they're saying, and you give us your email, you know, and we'll keep, you know, we'll send you this. So you can give them a little lead magnet or, you know, or, yep. or send them something. And, and now you're building your list, you're building that base of support to pull from. And it's like growing, a, like in this case, a few hundred people a month, which are like, if you think about that, that's thousands of people a year yep. that are now like part of your orbit, part of your universe that you can then, because once they're off social media or off, you know, once they're on your list, now they're in your space, they're part of yep. your community and you can start growing that. So exactly. that's the exciting thing about this. So is what you do, how people set all this up? Yes, for sure. You know, we, we are really focused on being, you know, conversion driven, right? At the end of the day, I always say it's like, you could bring a million people to your website. If they leave in the first five seconds, you just wasted all that money, right? There's like, it's completely useless, right? Being able to look at this customer journey, exactly what you're saying. Person searched this topic, person saw your ad, person clicked on ad, person went to your website, person performed action that you want them to do. And, you know, this is kind of the thinking that we really like to set up for nonprofits that we work with is to really be strategic about things. Google Ad Grant, yes, it's an awesome tool, but it is not an end-all be-all tool, right? That has to feed into your other systems like your email marketing platform. How do you segment? How do you automate, right? How do you look at the analytics? It has to be a big part. And this is what we do for a lot of our clients is help them with this kind of thinking, help them obviously do run the ads and we can do all the automations for the email, all that fun stuff. Um, but the thought process is really, really important Otherwise, it's just kind of these disjointed pieces that are not working together and it's just not effective. Right. So you're, you know, like looking at this comprehensively, how does this fit into the overall marketing, you know, and the goals of the organization? How does this piece fit in? And then how is it part of like the funnel, right? Like the bigger, the funnel that that's, that it creates so that, because you're right, like if people just come and leave, there's really no point to this. But, you know, like, how do we court people in? And then once we have them, right, then what do we do with them? Like thinking through that whole journey, that whole process. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's super important. The customer journey is what it's called or the digital marketing funnel. There's a lot of different names for it. Yes. But it's essential to think about, you know, using an individual to represent a certain customer segment as to how they found your organization, how they interact with it. Because everyone's going to do it differently, right? Not everyone's going to come and instantly donate, right? Or even instantly give you an email, but setting up the right ways to track it, right? Even for things like brand awareness, right? Set up time triggers on your website in Google Analytics. Like, hey, this person spent five minutes reading this specific blog article. You know, we can consider them an engaged user, right? And, and pretty much look at those analytics. And as time goes on, do things to improve that number. So where do you feel like people have the most success using the Google ads? Is it with advocacy, fundraising, or, or is it just all across the board? It's not like what they use them for, but how they use it. I just... What makes it the most successful? Yeah. So I would say advocacy into emails is the most successful way that we generally use the grant. It's extremely effective. Not every organization sees it that way, but 
you know, every organization, like I want donations right away. But again, you got to think about the consumer. You know, if someone's searching, learned about you for the very first time, like what are the chances they're going to donate? You know, yeah, like, they're not going to marry. They're not going to marry you on the first date. Okay? Exactly, like, right? This is a, there's a courting process. Here. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So advocacy things work exceptionally well because they'll introduce people to your brand. Right. Having calls to action. Right. Sign up to a newsletter or volunteer here or things like that. Things that are kind of like middle funnel and higher funnel is exactly where the guru acronym excels. Not to say that it can't be used for donations. It most definitely can. But, you know, I'm sure nonprofit professionals know donations are a long term game. Right. There's like you said, there's a courting period. Right. There's times that you have to interact, you know, much like in sales, there's multiple touch points that have to happen before a donation. Right. So the fun, the actual like fun, you know, the gift, that's a kind of down the funnel a little bit. For sure. So these like top level advocacy actions, those are those are what they're really good for, which I think is awesome because I think there is a lot of like advocacy work that people could be doing. And also just, I mean, I want to say like, and I hate like general awareness, but I'm just saying like, say, you know, you work with, you know, kids like teens or whatever you could have, you know, you, you could be really helpful to people and have like a little lead magnet about how to, you know, how to manage, you know, your teens homework or like, you know, whatever, like, and have these little lead magnets for people like to have something of value so that when they go to that, then they'll like, Oh, I want that. That sounds really cool. And then they, you get their email and now they've, you already have an affinity, you know, they have an affinity for what you do. Then over time, maybe become donors. And I want to go back to something you said, because like, like it's, this is amazing, right? It's money. It's all this good stuff. And it's not like a quick fix. It's not a magic bullet. There's nothing right. Like this doesn't, this is a piece of a bigger puzzle for sure. And there's like the, that's what there's no, I wish there was, there's no magic wand. There's no silver bullet. There's nothing that like, if I had this thing, then the money will just roll in. That, <laughs> yes. right. That doesn't, it doesn't like, work it, like it that. It doesn't work like that. Right. But. So this is one part though, that the assets that you have to drive people to your organization. So, because the more people you have coming, the more that you can engage. Some of them will, and some of them won't, but the yeah. more people you have. Yes. Well, oh yeah, I completely agree. You know, this, we definitely steer organizations away from thinking about that this is a silver bullet. You know, they get attracted by like $10,000 a month. Oh, I could do this and this and this and this, right? And it's like, okay, that's great. Don't get me wrong. We're going to utilize it very effectively. But think of it as a, I think you said it really well, Marianne, the piece of a, a small piece of a bigger puzzle. Right. So if somebody's listening to this and like, I want to add grad, so they go and apply for it. And what is the really the next step? Like deciding if they want to do that themselves or then finding somebody to help them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly what I would do. You know, I, I implore organizations to do an internal review, right? And I'm, I'm sure that you do the same. It's like, take a real look at your organization. If you have the capabilities to do this, awesome. Like I said, like super good, right? But just be realistic. The first step to recognizing the Google Agrat, you know, being effective with it is taking it Seriously, it is a great opportunity. It is phenomenal. It is a great entry point to digital marketing. Once you cross that like hump of understanding that it's like a really great opportunity, that's where you have to decide how seriously you're going to take it, whether internally or externally. Right. And then you set up a lot of things for them. And the cool thing about that, it's like really automated, right? Because once you set it up, it sort of just does the job itself. And then, right, like you're going to set up the email, you know, you, you help them set all this stuff up, right? Yeah, so it's it's definitely like a process, um, and there's things that need to be updated as time goes on. And anytime you'll create new campaigns, of course, there's going to be work that's involved. 
I think what you're talking about is like evergreen campaigns, aka things that are just like running year round. I know you said you don't like general awareness, but let's just say awareness or targeted awareness, whatever right, you like, mean. Right. Like I just like awareness with a purpose. You know what yeah, I mean? No, just no, like, it has to be, but you can't right, just be like, like, just like, okay, so you know who we are, like whatever, <laughs> who cares after that? But yeah. like what I'm saying, yeah, there's some, so what I'm hearing, those are some evergreen stuff that can just run. There's things like, Hey, we're going to do this advocacy for this part. And then for this, and then for this time, like, hey, this, this is a new months, event, this like, is our this service. Event, and we want to yeah, do this. Exactly. Yeah. And so you can decide how you want to mm-hmm. use them, you know, through like throughout a year and then just adding that into it, you know, and then, so like what you said, you know, there's like, you do Upwork 20 bucks or whatever. Like what is somebody like really, or can you say like a range, mm-hmm. like what would the investment be from the nonprofit yeah. side? Yeah, for sure. You know, because we connect, you know, we only work with nonprofit organizations. Transparency is like very key to us. Yeah. So A, our prices are on our website. So if I said something that didn't line up, you'd be like, hey, Ilya, their website says something else. So they're on our website. You know, we have a lot of organizations on our 599 plan, which is called Starter, right? So that's $599 a month. In return, we pretty much take everything off your hand from the application to the actual management, reporting, meeting, strategy, you know, thought partner. That's essentially what we do. We have plans that range, but I always recommend organizations to, you know, if this is something you're just jumping into, right? It's the first time you're exploring digital marketing, the starter is the perfect plan for you. Of course, right. we have plans if you want to do other things that are that are more comprehensive and include a lot of other things, but the starter is really where you should start. <laughs> so <laughs> that's why it's the starter. Yeah. But that yeah, seems and- like a really reasonable amount of money for the kind of exposure that you're gonna get. I mean, mm-hmm. that's you know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, absolutely. I'll advocate for ConnectEd all day. I'll go to toe to toe with any competitor because we <laughs> we really are the best in the business. We understand nonprofits in and out, which is why we're so transparent about things. Which is why you know we really focus on making an impact. I would be honest with a client that comes to us that says, "Hey, we want to do all this." This I'll tell you if it's not possible. I'll tell you right. if it's not the right thing for you. We're not here to you know just take your money and like we want to make a real impact, which is why I think ConnectEd is so different from other organizations and you know for 599 in my opinion that's a steal the that team is that we a have steal. is actually exceptional yeah. So, yeah and just to have that knowledge i mean if you're going to do it do it right make it work for you and like make exactly. it make it grow and and so i think you know what what i'm hearing and what i want to share with listeners is you know yes it's easy to access the money and the grants but then like to do it right, to really have it serve your organization, take some commitment, a little investment and some good intention, you know, and really listening to your partners that are going to support you in this on how this can work the best for you. And I mean, it just feels like, you know, there's really no downside to this, (laughs) especially for smaller organizations that they're like, because they come to me, how do I connect with new people? How do I like, well, this is one way. This you know, to really yep. connect with new people. And I want to, I want to ask one thing, cause you talked about like international organizations, all that you can, you can really filter for almost anything, right? Like, okay. So we have a nonprofit. We only serve like my St. Louis area. So mm-hmm. you can make sure like, that's like, so people aren't, you know, people that, you know, in like, you know, Montana or whatever, who probably aren't going to mm-hmm. really be connected to what's happening in St. Louis. Like they're not going to see this ad, right? Like mm-hmm. you can target it really specifically. Yeah, you can yeah. you can get like <laughs> insanely specific, right? We could talk about like geographies in terms of like cities. We can look at suburbs even. We can do counties, right? Obviously, like states, whatever it may be. You can even do things like uh, essentially you drop a pin on the map 
and then you could do a radius around that pin, right? If you're if you're trying to be like very, very hyper-targeted, right? Like 10 miles around a certain pin, whatever it may be, right? A lot of like very, very local organizations we work with use this kind of targeting. An important note on that, not that I want to sidetrack too much, is you got to remember that your ads are based on what people are already searching, right? So it's user first, then your ad. Unlike some of the other advertising platforms where your ad is just plastered in a lot of places. So you got to remember that as you limit geographically, you also limit population-wise, which means that less people are searching just simply because of population. So you have less opportunity to show your ads. There's a lot of organizations that we work with that some things, like let's say a community center, right? You are only going to be really targeting like hyper-locally for like, hey, this is our like Thursday soccer night or whatever, right? <laughs> like no one's traveling like 100 kilometers right, to go yeah. play soccer, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? But for some of their other things, it could be citywide. It could be statewide, right? So it's not dependent just on your account. You can do it granularly depending on what campaign you're running specifically. Right. So if it's like, oh, you want to fill your summer camp, that may be, you know, like within a 10 mile radius, but then maybe something around, you know, like a more broad based awareness, like to eventually like, because if this community center is serving a community, like you could have people who support it, they may not use it, but they could support exactly. you know, some of your efforts you know, some of the community-based efforts that you're doing, you know, outside of that area. And it just seems like, you know, because one of the things that I really work with organizations on is, you know, you don't convince people to care, right? You Mm -hmm. can't make people care. That's not your job. You find like-minded people. So this is like a complete manifestation of what I'm talking about. Like, this is how you find like-minded people, right? Mm -hmm. You're not like going and find, you're not going in somebody who didn't search for this, trying to see like, maybe you'd be interested in this. It's like, no, I'm interested in, you know, in, in like certain, like, you know, like foster, foster, you know, so foster care, like, you know, and then the ads coming up for like, Hey, we're recruiting foster parents or, mm-hmm. you know, you can support our, a resale shop or whatever it is that, yep. you know, you want people in this area to do for you as a great way, as a great entree into the organization. For sure. And, and I think the other thing I just really want to emphasize, cause you, you know, is, it's this is about like building community. Yes, it can raise money. And mm-hmm. also like but also being like being a donor is a little bit farther down sure. the path for most people, right? Yeah. Like because they don't know you. Yeah, so just un- like happens, yeah, managing but... the expectation because yeah. I just feel like some board member somewhere is gonna be like, oh, <laughs> so we're set now. The money's gonna start rolling. You're like, eh, <laughs> yes. you know. Yeah. yeah, there's we're going to get more exposure and more people in and in that funnel, because remember the funnel narrows, some of those people may become donors. Some of them, maybe yep. a few of them will become top donors, but but the wider the funnel is, the more, you know, the more people you can catch, the more people that you can come through the bottom. And that's what you're helping them to do. For sure. Um, all right. Is there anything that we didn't cover that you want anyone to know? We'll put your all your contact info um sure. in the show notes so they can get in touch with you. Or, yeah. you know, go to the connect ad website and see what's going on. And so anything else you want people to know? Yeah. The things that I want people to remember is like apply when you are listening to this while you're listening, actually just apply. Okay. I swear it takes like five <laughs> minutes, just please. Okay. And two, I really like your point and I'm looking forward to your next guest email. And I'd say this in a bunch of my presentation is the most underutilized tool for nonprofit organizations. We could talk a whole two more hours about this if you want to, but right, just get that in your thought so that when the next episode comes out, you'll remember Ilya. He said, most underutilized tool, works yes. at an agency, smart guy. 
Yes. And when when Leanne comes on, I'm going to say we have the perfect lead into you because we just (laughs) talked about how this is one of the most important and most, and I think like really just misunderstood more than anything, you know, tool of how people use it. And they want to use it as a solicitation. And then it's I, anyway, I, yes, we could go well, on and on. Get you'll have to forever. Wait, yeah. yeah. You'll <laughs> have to wait to hear from Leanne talk about how to, how to maximize. And she's my, she helps me with my email and my email list is really popular. People love my emails. They love mm-hmm. how I do it. And I use her and that I basically, I'm taking what she teaches me and I'm, you know, and I want her to teach everyone else, like how to do this, how you give value and how you stay connected with mm-hmm. people through this. And so I really like this because we're kind of like rolling down this whole system, you know, from Mm -hmm. top, you know, from like really high level all the way in. And what does that journey, you know, or the process or that funnel look like? And, you know, once I feel like once an organization really has a sense of here's what here's what that looks like for us, it's a lot easier to kind of fill it in. You know, I completely agree. I'm looking forward to the episode. Yay. Okay. Thank you so much. Okay. I have one more question. All right. So the question is, I love karaoke and I'm in St. Louis. Where are you located? I don't even know where you're at. I'm in Toronto right now. You're in Toronto. So if we ever wind up in the same karaoke bar, what is your go-to karaoke song? Oh, that's that's like the easiest question because I I used to go to karaoke bars all the time. I I always sing a song called Till I Collapse by Eminem. Every time, ever since my childhood, I've listened to it nonstop and i i remember i performed it at a talent show i'm awful like purely the worst <laughs> right but i don't think anyone goes to karaoke with the intention of just being a superstar so <laughs> maybe they do a little in my own mind anyway um i love it okay so, and you got your thing and you you got your song like i have a list on my phone of like all the songs i sing by category like i have nothing like very little organized but you know, as my friend said once, so are your clients like cross-reference and like, no, but my karaoke <laughs> list is. So. <laughs> that's a good question. Right. That's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. That's awesome. And so we'll, I'm going to have to witness this in person someday. I'm just going to set One that day. intention. Okay. Well, thank you so much for sharing and that your passion for this is obvious. And I hope my listeners reach out to you if they want your support and at least at the very least, get the grant, get the grant. Just that's number one. If you have learning moments, get the grant. Yep. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much. Awesome. All All right. And that is another episode of the Influential Nonprofit. And if you want to learn more how to be influential, you can go to theinfluentialnonprofit.com. I have some goodies there for you to learn how to uplevel your communication and your leadership so you can have more of an impact because that's what we're here to do, right? Okay. And uh, we will see you next time. Thanks for listening to The Influential Nonprofit with your host, Marianne Dirsch. If you enjoyed the show, please tell your friends and colleagues about the podcast. Also, check out theinfluentialnonprofit.com for more resources on growing your influence so you can raise more and do more.